Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the Thursday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Lots going on in the world today, of course, but we're going to focus in on the great state of North Carolina, just a little south to where where I live. I live in Virginia, of course, where a big election is going on between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin, a a historic election. I think there could be some real bellwethers in, in what happens next month in that election. But while I'm focused on that, the reason is that we've had him on the show before, the lieutenant governor of uh, North Carolina, Mark Robinson. He is a Republican who works for a Democratic governor. It was a split ticket election in 2020. Mark Robinson has made an extraordinary impact in America already. His early videos before he entered public office are extraordinary and important. And people really rallied around him to focus on those sort of issues. He spoke from the heart and he spoke from faith and he spoke from the everyday person's perspective and he became an unexpected lieutenant governor and now he's in charge. While the last couple of weeks have been rough for him, there's been some questions raised about a comment he made where he called some of the books that students were being asked to read in schools filth because they had some transgenderism and LGBTQ themes, but it really wasn't about LGBTQ. He wasn't trying to insult gays or others. He simply didn't believe the actual pictures, photos, and language that were in some of these materials, books, and other things belonged in middle school, and he called it filth. And a funny thing happened. Funny thing happened. The media jumped on him, of course. Oh, you're, you're bigoted. You're another bigoted. I mean, this is a African-American, first-time political leader, a man of faith. Oh, you, you shouldn't be talking about these books this way. Why are you calling them filth, right? So then he has a news conference, and he shows the books in the news conference. And guess what the TV stations have to do? They have to blur out the images, confirming that they were filth. They were obscene. They didn't meet the standard that a public television could air over the air without getting in trouble with the FCC. They actually, the very media that criticized Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, validated his point. Not even they could show it. If you can't show it on public television, if it's that offensive or that sensitive that you can't show it, you have to blot it out. Well, then maybe you've proved the point that they shouldn't be in our middle schools and in our high schools. We're going to talk to the lieutenant governor in just a few seconds. What an amazing story. I keep talking about the mainstream media. They just keep 
making fools of themselves. There's just no other way to say it other than they keep making fools of themselves. And it is a shame. It's unfortunate. And the bias, the putting the thumb on the scale of just keeps going on. And Americans are just too smart. They can discern when the media are trying to put their thumb on the scale. We sh- Those are my colleagues. Just stop it. Just focus on facts. Stop hyperbole. Stop politics. Just focus on facts. That's all the American people ever turn to. I mean, that's why Ben Franklin's first newspapers were successful. He focused on facts. Today, we're focused on intent and agenda, and journalists see themselves as political manipulators when they should just be deliverers of the truth. That's why we started Just the News, to give you some form of an alternative. And today, we're going to be talking to Mark Robinson about the experience, about the media hustle that went on in North Carolina, and how, by having that news conference, he was able to debunk the media without having to waste any words. The mere fact that they had to blot out, blur out the books, tells you that, in fact, he was right from the beginning. We're going to have that conversation right after this commercial break. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And joining us again is the great Lieutenant Governor from the great state of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. Lieutenant Governor, great to have you on. Hey, John, how you doing? Good to be here again, sir. I am well, and uh, I know you are a man who says what he means and means what he says, and sometimes the news media gets a little uptight about that. I want to go straight at this issue that's been uh, bubbling in North Carolina. You uh, raised some concern that some of the materials that were going into school were filth, and then the media and their allies on the Democratic side said, well, you're being disrespectful to the LGBTQ movement. Was it your intention to insult uh, the LGBT, excuse me, LGBTQ movement, or were you concerned about the sort of materials that were being used with students? My intent was to describe the material that, has, that is being presented to children in schools, and we have made that quite plain. Yeah, Not only have. have we made it plain with our words, we've made it plain with uh, written and visual examples. And so this whole argument that somehow that I was calling the LGBT community filth is just nonsense. Yeah, it's not true. You look at the words, it's not true. I mean, you can literally see what you said. It's an amazing moment that we live in, that the media takes every moment to turn around on conservatives, 
things without the context, without the honesty of what was really being discussed. How frustrating is that? This is your, your first off public office. You, you're new to politics. Uh, is it frustrating that even when you say things a certain way and they get twisted, that it's, it takes weeks to unravel it? It's not really frustrating. It was expected coming wow. in. I, this is not anything new for me. That's right. Ever since I've become what I've called, be called, what I would call politically aware and jumped into the political fray, meaning jumped into political conversations with people. When you say things that are truthful, when you say things that people don't like, they are going to take your words. They're not going to listen to your words. They're going to hear them. They're going to see them. And then they're going to take them and twist them for their own purposes. So we expected this going in. I've expected uh, people to take the words that I say either out of context or just simply be angry about them and misrepresent them. It's not anything new or not anything we're not already used to. Yeah, no, you've you've uh, you've I've been dealing with this uh, even before you entered office, and you know how to punch and counterpunch, and also get back. So there's two reactions, right? There's the mainstream media and the elitists, and then there's the you know, the masses of the North Carolina voters that put you in office because they love what you stood for. How have those two reactions differed on this issue? It's the same thing. The people who voted for me are still there. They're still supportive of me. They're still behind me 100%. We've gotten thousands, literally thousands, of supportive phone calls. I've gotten, personally, I've gotten hundreds of supportive texts, emails, phone calls. Those folks are still on board because not only do they understand the issue that we're speaking about, they support us. The people who are against us are people who didn't vote for us anyway That's right. and wouldn't vote for us in any election because they're diametrically opposed to our politics, our social stand, and our religious beliefs. So uh, those folks are of little no consequence to me at this point. Yeah, such a great point to make. People lose sight of that sometimes, that a voice of a few can drown out the voice of the many. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You had one of my favorite tweets of the year. It goes back a little bit now, but I think it is sort of the moment that Americans are grappling with right now. And you wrote, I think it was back in May or June, you wrote something like, the USA is a constitutional republic that is free for all, but Democrats are trying to turn it into a socialist democracy that is a free-for-all. I love that. I love that turnaround. Um, Do you think since that moment you uttered that more and more Americans are getting educated to there's a part of America that's trying to move us towards a big government socialist program? Absolutely, absolutely. We can see it in every facet of the government. We can see it in the total in the debacle at the, at the federal level, what's going on with our economy right now, with our inflation, and what's going on with the border, what's going on in that, what went on in Afghanistan and will probably continue to go on in Afghanistan. Uh, we can see it uh, in this movement to intimidate Americans citizens. Intimidate parents because they're speaking up at school board meetings. Intimidate me because I'm speaking up against pornography in our schools and because I have the audacity, the absolute audacity to speak up for my deeply held religious convictions on social issues. And so we see it all the time. And I can tell you this right now, John, Americans are sick of it. Yeah, they are. They are tired of being browbeat. I said this back in my speech in, back in 2018 in front of the Greensboro City Council. The average American citizen, law-abiding citizen, the guy or gal that gets up every, work, every day, goes to work, pays taxes, tries to do it honest, we are the ones who always get kicked in the teeth. Our rights get restricted. Our businesses get destroyed. We are the ones who are always getting browbeat. And the whole time it's going on, the government at the federal level, the state level, at all levels are picking our pockets for their socialist agenda. People in this country are tired of it. 
I'm tired of it. The people of the state are tired of it. I'm tired of it. My team's tired of it. It's time for us to stand up and fight back. Yeah, and you've always had that fighting spirit. I remember that first video that put you into the national spotlight. People know you're a fighter, and I think they're looking for that type of political leader. There's too much passivity, too much inaction. And a lot of people, I was just out in Wisconsin, middle America, and I can't tell you the number of people that came up and said, you know what, if you're sitting on the sidelines right now, you are part of the problem. You got to get in the fight. It was amazing to hear that on you know the streets of Milwaukee and and Madison, it, it was amazing. And I think they see that in you. One of the things that you've taken on, and I think in an innovative way, and I think you and Congressman Ted Budd and others have really been a leader on this, uh, finding the right way to fight critical race theory in schools. Yeah, tell us a little bit of how you took that approach. It's novel and very different from what many other people tried, and it seems to be really working. Absolutely. I know from our point of view, the one thing that we have told people to do is they need to get educated about what it is. Far too many people think that it is a curriculum or it's just something, something that's being taught. Uh, critical race theory is very slippery. Uh, it's something that is hard to get a grasp on. You cannot grab a hold of it and eliminate it. Yeah. The way we have to fight this thing is by getting folks educated to the language of it, how it's being put in our schools, and how its tentacles are being spread. And the only way to do that is to get parents involved. Parents have to be in charge, have to be, number one, in charge of their children's education. And in order to do that, you have to be involved in their education. So we are encouraging parents to get involved, go down to their school boards, despite what the attorney general is saying, that he's going to sick the FBI on us. We can't be afraid of these moves to intimidate us. We have to learn what critical race theory is. We have to be able to tell our friends and neighbors what it is and show them where they can find the information about it. And then we have to be able to fight back against it with that knowledge of being able to spot it whenever we see it. More and more people are getting educated. More and more people are speaking up. And I'm just glad to see that happen. Yeah, no, it really is. And it's a local grassroots movement. I mean, it's happening in communities all around America. And uh, it has national Democrats a little nervous right now. I can tell you, I'm talking to a lot of them and they're not comfortable about what's going on because they may have taken this a bridge too far or a lesson too far. Now, one of the things that people are starting to talk about a little bit more, and I think it goes back to the original subject we we're talking about, is there are a lot of states and communities that are starting to say the curriculum, the teaching materials that are being taught to our children, they should be publicly available for every parent to see. Do you support that? I do. And also, let me say this. Let me say two things. Number one, when you're talking about curriculums for children, yeah. particularly when you're talking about curriculums for elementary school children, they should be easy to understand. The average layman on the street, the average educated layman on the street should be able to read those standards and completely understand what they're conveying. That's number one. And here's the second thing when you're talking about education and you're talking about curriculums. Right now in the state of North Carolina, we spend almost half of our state budget on education. Almost half. That's amazing. Wow. And we are failing at the basic level. We are failing to teach our children to read on a grade level. The numbers are staggering, and they're getting worse. The more money we poured in, the worse we, job we have done in the absolute basic task of education, which is teaching our children to read. I would submit to you, in a system that is failing on a basic level, there is no room for any of this stuff, that's the extra stuff that's being taught, and there's certainly never any room for pornography and, and things like that to be in the classroom. Failing on the basic level, but we're introducing pornography in, into the classroom. Our schools are upside down. We need to turn them right side up again.
Yeah, no, absolutely. If people had this ability to go see the materials in real time, what's being taught, what would they have found about the materials you raised concern about? What More family programs, I want to get too detailed here, but some of the materials that you saw that drove your concern, what would have people seen and how would an average parent have reacted to it? Okay, so I'll give you two things. Number one, when we showed the images at our press conferences, the television stations, the network television stations, had to blur these images out. That tells you, you something. They're not even good for public television. Right. You can't show them on public television, <laughs> but you can put them in a middle school or a high school and present them to minors. That's number one. Number two, I'll just give you one example. A good friend of mine who is not political at all, he doesn't, is not involved in politics. His children have graduated from high school many years ago. I showed him these images. He was aghast. Yeah. He literally was aghast. He's not on the left. He's not on the right. He's just, a, he's just a fellow who's actually a truck driver who's not involved in these discussions at all. When he saw these images, he was aghast, as any decent human being was. And my question is this. My last thing on, the, on this particular sure. issue is yep. this. These folks who are seeing these images for the first time find themselves looking with their mouths open, jaws on the ground. They can't believe this stuff is being presented to our children. Why? Why is the governor of this state not outraged over it? Why is the individual who bought this whole subject up not outraged? And the last thing is this. Why is it that it took our office to expose this? The news media can find tweets and Facebook posts and emails from 10, 12, 20 years ago, but they can't find pornography being disseminated to our children in our public schools. The whole thing stinks of hypocrisy, and quite frankly, anybody who supports these images being in the classroom or in the library, or in our schools at all, I hold them personally responsible. Yeah, that is what we need. We need more personal responsibility in politics and in policy and in our communities. And I think that's where you're driving North Carolina towards to create that accountability. Sir, last question. A lot of people say, ah, you should resign. This has been terrible. You're not resigning, are you? Just like that general said (laughs) during the the Battle of the Bulls, when that German officer won his surrender, nuts. (laughs) If you remember history correctly, the Americans went on to win that battle, and we're going to win this one. Yeah, I think think the majority, the silent majority, is just as concerned as you. I I took a look at some of these books overnight, and you go, wow, that's that's pretty racy for uh, middle school. I wouldn't want my middle schooler looking at that. Yeah. You better believe. Yeah. Well, sir, as always, I love your candor. I love your energy. It's always great to have you on this show. Thank you so much for making time on a busy day to help us understand what was really going on. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Look forward to being back again. I would love it, sir. Thank you again. All right. All right. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come right back after these messages. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, a big night tonight with our great partners from Heritage Action for America. We've got a one-hour TV special on a topic that you're going to hear the word and say reconciliation. Oh, my God, what's that? That weird word. It just keeps coming up. It is such an important word. It's a process in Congress that takes money out of your pocketbook, out of your family savings. Uh, it is how they are now spending the majority of money in America. Really great group of guests. We've got the Alaska governor. We've got a couple members of Congress. We are going to dive in deep and tell you how it is that this little obscure word and process in Washington comes right out of your wallet. They take the money right out of your wallet. And to help me explain it better than I just did is Garrett Best from AHAFA, from Heritage Action for America. He's the vice president there, great friend of the show. We've had him on many times. Garrett, welcome back. Hey, John. Appreciate it. Always good to be with you. It is great to be with you as well. And, you know, I know a lot of times your person's listening on the radio, they read a story like records, say, ah, blah, 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 whatever that is. It is so consequential to the American people the way Congress now spends money through this obscure process. Why is HAFA so concerned about Tell, tell a little bit about why Heritage Action has so much concern with this reconciliation spending process. Yeah, well, first off, we need to we need to really change the name of this process. The word reconciliation seems to imply two sides coming together, finding mutually agreed upon terms, reaffirming their relationship to each other or whatever. Right. And this is not reconciliation. Now, the reconciliation is a technical term, but this is not reconciliation as Americans would understand it. This is a tax debt and spending plan. And in reality, I think the best way to understand it is that it is a hostile leveraged takeover of the American dream. The Democrats are, are operating with the slimmest of majorities. They're using a highly technical budgetary maneuver to impose on Americans, you know, an unbelievable amount of debt using our lives and our, and our jobs and the futures of our children as collateral for that debt and imposing their version of what they believe America should be on us. And so this isn't reconciliation, as somebody would generally understand that term to mean. This is a hostile leverage takeover of, of the American dream and, and what we view as our right to self-determination in this country. Yeah, and it really is also one party spending it usually, one party or the other party in control uses it to get their will over the other party. And it's, it's been a tool that's actually, I think, decreased bipartisanship. Isn't that a good, a good assessment of what's happened with this tool? Yeah, I mean, the thing to basically understand is that this process is a end run around the filibuster in the Senate. Now, all of us at different times in, in history probably have been frustrated with the filibuster. But the primary purpose of the filibuster was to ensure that the minority of Americans who are represented in the Senate have a say in the governing processes and the bills that are working their way through the Senate. I mean, this is a process by which you can get around that. But just to go back to the to the bare bones of how the Senate is structured right now, there are 50 Democrat senators, there are 50 Republican senators, and the only reason that Democrats have a majority in the Senate is because the vice president, Kamala Harris, breaks any sort of tie vote. And so they are going to use this 50-50, you know, you might say, quote unquote, majority to try and jam through around the minority voices in the Senate this plan to rewrite the American economy. It's in a complete 
abuse of what this process was designed to do. Yeah, it is an abuse. And every time they abuse it, more money comes out of the taxpayer's wallet. One of the big provisions that Democrats are trying to get through this reconciliation budget process is a rollback of President Trump's 2017 cap on the deduction that you get for state and local taxes. And that was put into place because it benefited larger spending states. If you're New York and California, you tax your people at the highest rates in the country, you get a bigger tax break for your folks than others. And it it shifts the money and the burden in the federal treasury more to red states. Democrats want to get rid of this. This is class warfare. This is actually Democrats helping the rich and reckless spending blue states, right? Yeah. I mean, so just, just think of like, this is essentially a way for the federal government to incentivize higher state taxes on their citizens. And so think of states like New Jersey, New York, Illinois, California. These states have very high income taxes. They have very high property taxes. And the federal government says, yeah, you know what? That's okay, blue states. You can tax your citizens at this really high rate because what we're going to do on the back end is we're going to sort of backfill through the federal internal revenue code. And it creates a really perverse incentive in which states that try to manage their budgets well, that try to keep taxes low on their citizens, actually end up sending so much of their federal taxes to these blue states, which are high tax jurisdictions. And so essentially, you know, a way to shift money from red states to blue states using the Internal Revenue Code. Yeah, it's remarkable. And, and you know, the cap, as President Trump said, it was designed to protect middle class and working class people because he put it at $10,000. That's a big tax deduction a year. Lifting this really benefits the one, two and three percenters at the top of the economic chain. Isn't that true? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, basically, if, if you have a, say, a $25 million New York mansion, your property taxes are exorbitant. Right. You can essentially write all those things off through your federal taxes. And so it's not helping out a working class person from New Jersey or New York who is barely scraping by, who probably pays almost nothing in state income taxes, like those kinds of things. It is for the people at the very top end of the income brackets that are getting the most benefit. Yeah, this could be a big tax break for the rich. And the Democrats don't portray it that way because they don't want to be called out for it. It is an important special. We're really excited. We're going to be talking to governors and, and lawmakers As you step back, Garrett, you and Hoffa for years have done such a good job of highlighting at the grassroots level the consequences of spending. We're going to put another $3.5 trillion if this bill gets through onto the national debt. You're looking at, you know, we're at $30 trillion, which is larger than the annual GDP of America right now. What can everyday Americans do at the grassroots level, at the local level, to start to reverse this culture and say, enough's enough, we're not going to spend ourselves into debt oblivion. What can everyday Americans do at the grassroots level to make this change? Well, first off, the debt is almost unbelievable. Just this week, Congress passed and President Biden either has signed or will sign, depending on, depending on where it is when this special airs, a almost $500 billion expansion of the federal debt. That only gets us through the first week of December. Uh, that is, that's just an, uh, we're we're just spending that at an unbelievable rate, and we, we can't sustain this. But the good news is, and what I, I really am heartened by, and this is even a broader conversation than just about dollars and cents, is that Americans who hold views like ours are really starting to fight back. And we're starting to find our voice against the left. And it's taking place in school board rooms. And it's taking place in county commission hearings. And it's taking place in the halls of Congress with allies of ours who are 
refusing to kowtow to Speaker Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden's radical agenda. And the American people are going to be heard. We fundamentally have a representative form of government until the Democrats try and ram through changes to that. But until then, we have a process to make our voices heard. Do not lose heart. This fight is not over, even if they are successful in passing parts of this through or so, or all of it through even. The American people are going to be heard, particularly next November, but moving forward. Never, never lose heart. Victory is never permanent in politics and defeat is never final. The left fights us at every opportunity, at every level of government. And people that view the world the way we do are finding their voice again and are fighting back. Join with other people that think similarly to you and refuse to stand down to the last intimidation tactics. Yeah, it's such a good recipe. The Founding Fathers gave us such an extraordinary lever of power, and that is to use the ballot box and the threat of the ballot box to get our constitutional representatives to bend to our will, the will of the people. And the 2022 election, I think, will have a lot to do with spending, inflation, economics. What a great opportunity to express your opinion and also get create change if you don't like the direction of the country. Garrett, thanks so much. How can people just, I always like to remind people how to stay in touch with what Heritage Action for America is doing. What are the best ways to keep engaged in all the amazing things you're doing? Because you guys are doing critical race there. You're doing election integrity in a big way and had a huge role in that. Uh, you've got this reconciliation budget and spending. How do people connect and follow all the good work you guys do? Yeah, and that's a good question, something we get a lot. I mean, we have a vast network of activists across the country, 2 million plus. And if you want to join alongside or, or focus in on some of the issues, you can always go to heritageaction.com and you can find different resources there. But if you care a lot about this sort of spending fight that we're in right now, yeah. saveourpaychecks.com is a great resource that's that we've put together that is focused solely on this. If you care about critical race theory in our schools, saveourschools.com is focused around providing parents with an avenue to voice their concerns and FOIA their school boards, et cetera. So go to heritageaction.com. That's the center, sort of the mothership, if you will. But there's other websites out there that we've developed just for people that are are listening about certain issues. Save our paychecks and save our schools, two important websites. It's a resource I use as a reporter and a journalist to see what's going on because Heritage Action often has the first word on a lot of the developments because they have such an incredible grassroots army on the ground. And so they learn about the first clashes between parents and school boards or new changes. It's remarkable. And anyone who wants to get involved in local politics or grassroots politics, there are all these training kit materials that get you wise fast so you can get to work. So great stuff. Garrett, thank you so much for being our partner on this special tonight. We're incredibly excited. It's an important subject. It really is going to help people understand how so much of their money goes out the door every day without the sort of votes that the congressional founders intended. Bypassing the filibuster is an easy way to roll up lots of debt. So thanks again for all you're doing. Thanks, John. Really appreciate all the work you and your team do. Yeah, we are excited. Tonight, folks, 6 p.m. Eastern Time at Real America's Voice on Just the News on all of our social channels, including my personal social channels. Jay Solomon reports the handle for all of them. We're going to air this special live. Tune in. It will be worth your while. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to be smarter and you're going to be able to take action and go tell your local representatives what you really want done in Washington. Garrett, have a great day. Thanks, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. We'll be right back. 
man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, that wraps up another day, another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for reading the stories on Just the News. I am so grateful. We hope we can live up to your trust each and every day. We're not perfect, but we do try to give you a report of facts. We try not to make up your mind for you. We try not to hijack your opinion. We give you information and we leave it to you to make up your own mind. That's what we're trying to do here. We have the dig in section on our story. You know why we did that? Because we want to be transparent. Don't take our word for it. Look at the documents. Look at the audio, the video, the links and the research we did. Make up your own mind. We're not so arrogant to think that we have to say, like the New York Times or others, you have to trust us. We're the New York Times. We're not that arrogant. We just want to give you information, let you make up your mind. And we're so grateful that day by day, hour by hour, you come, you listen to this show, you watch our TV shows, you do all of the amazing things that occur on a day-by-day basis. And of course, tonight, I want to remind you, because we're just a few hours away, a big national television show. Yes, I'm actually hosting a TV special. Sometimes I feel like a fish out of a fishbowl looking for his fishbowl in the desert of Arizona when I'm on TV. But I'm grateful. My good friends at Real America's Voice, they're giving us a great hour tonight. Our partners, Heritage Action for America. We've had Jessica Anderson on here many times. She'll be on my show tonight. You just heard about what we're going to do. This is a very important special tonight. You hear the word reconciliation. I'm pretty sure your eyes glaze over. But you know what? It is essential that you understand why this is a spending mechanism that affects your pocketbook, your dinner table, your bottom line. You're going to hear tonight of things like there's a $1.3 billion gift to the news media. The Democrats want to pick up 50% of all reporter salaries in America. Do you really want your tax dollars going to subsidize a corporate journalism organization? Maybe one that hasn't really done a good job like give you the facts like the New York Times or the Washington Post in recent years. You're going to hear there's free giveaways like two years of free community college in there, a boon to the community colleges and to people getting a freebie. I had to take out loans. I had to earn my way through college. Now we want to make that free. And I end with this thought today because it's something that the five guests that I talked to as part of this show, the governor of Alaska, Mike Dunleavy, the great congressman from Texas, Chip Roy, the attorney general of West Virginia, Patrick Morrissey, of course, Jessica, my good friend, Jessica Anderson, such an important one. And then the extraordinary and well-respected, highly respected economist, Art Laffer, Arthur Laffer, the former 
chief economic advisor to Ronald Reagan, the very first government economist for the Office of Management and Budget, all the way back in 1971. He joined us. Five brilliant people. And you know what? I have one walk, walk away, talk away when I finish this special tonight. And that is, and you've heard the president say, well, the $3.5 trillion is free. We've got a way to cover it. We're going to pay for it. When I first came to Washington back in 1991, I had a chance to meet with a Democratic senator, by the way. That's very important. He was from the state of Wisconsin, where I was moving from. He had done the Golden Fleece Award for years. His name was Bill Proxmire. He had this distinction. He never had to raise millions of dollars to run from Congress. I don't think he ever ra- spent more than 1000 or $2,000 in donations, and he got reelected time after time after time again to the United States Senate. Senator Bill Proxmire sat me down, and it was like, half hour of truisms. Son, you're a new young reporter. You're a young kid. I want to give you a couple ideas. And one of the things that Bill Proxmire said is, if they tell you something is free in Washington, never believe it. There's nothing that is free in Washington. And I think when you watch this special tonight on RAV, which is channel 229 on DISH, channel 240 on the Pluto Network, you can Watch it on Roku. You can watch it on Just the News. You can watch it on Twitter, on my feed, Facebook. Watch this show tonight. You're going to see all the things that aren't free in a $3.5 trillion spending boondoggle. And you're going to realize what a gimmick this thing they call reconciliation is. It's a way to get around majority rule or or a supermajority rule of 60 votes in the Senate and to spend lots and lots of your money on things I don't think you want your tax dollars going to. But we're going to let you decide. You decide if you want $1.3 billion of your tax money to go to the New York Times and other news organizations. I don't want it at Just the News. It's not appropriate. Government shouldn't be subsidizing private media. It takes away our independence if we're reliant on their money. But so many things we're going to hear tonight. You're going to hear about it. Watch that show. Tune in 6 o'clock. You can always wear it. Watch it after the fact. Roku, Channel 229 and Dish Network, Channel 240 on Pluto, Real America's Voice, Just the News. We're both broadcasting it. Five great guests. You're going to find out that reconciliation, well, it has a lot of personal consequence to you and your pocketbook, your wallet, your family's future. That's the goal of tonight's show. I hope you tune in. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country, the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to the John Solomon Reports podcast here at justthenews.com.